Hey everybody, David Thompson here. Welcome to our weekly episode of Humble Beginnings. And our guest today is uh, Bradley Crenshaw. So Brad, so glad you're here, brother. Thanks yeah, for joining glad, us. Glad to be here, man. You bet. And uh, if the people want to get in touch with you, if they like what they hear, want to get to know you on a business level or personal level, how do they How do they reach out to you? Uh, I mean, you can look us up. Uh, just go to our website, greenaddicts.com. Okay, uh, great. Would be a great way just to kind of reach out. So. Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll put some graphics up on the screen so everybody can get a hold of him. Uh, well, let's get into it, man. Tell us in, in five minutes or less, man, tell us a little bit about your humble beginning, Brad. Humble beginnings. Well, so this morning I woke up, <laughs> put on my pants, read my Bible. Oh, you're talking about in general, yeah. right? Oh, okay. Well, see, I look at every day as a humble beginning because every Fair. day is a new start for me. Amen, brother. Um, yes. I believe that if you approach every day that way, you never arrive, so mm. you never reach those goals. Right on. So man. you're always hustling. Yeah. So, But um, anyway, if we kind of want to take it back. So I grew up in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, grew up to... Poor middle class, yeah. you know, and that's that's probably what aggravates me the most with a lot of people is a lot of people think that I was just handed right. success. Not the case. No, it's not. Uh, you know, I, I kind of shared with you recently, you know, the amount of money my mom, you know, used to raise me and my brother. You did. Because my mom and dad got a divorce when I was 15 years old. So, yeah. um, but anyway, grew up uh, Louisiana. Had my first job at the age of 12, uh, which was knocking doors and mowing lawns. Love it. Uh, so, Love it. I uh, did that to raise money so I could go to the card shop and buy cards, sports cards at that time. So um, my grandma used to take me to the card shop almost every weekend. So, you know, I mean, I, I wanted to have some money in my pocket when I went. So. Absolutely. I did that. At the age of 15, I had my first big boy job, my first W-2 job. Okay. Uh, you know, it was uh, waiting or bussing tables and washing dishes. I did some of that um, at 15, too. So, yeah. uh, great experience in the restaurant business doing that. And uh, it was 15 years old that uh, my mom and dad got a divorce um, during that time. And also, at the age of 15 was when I realized, you know what, I'm bored with school. <laughs> yeah. And so having a situation at home that really didn't, you know, I didn't have any supervision, so to speak. I kind of got to do what I wanted to do. Yep. Um, and I was an athlete in school, but I chose, you know what, I'm dropping out of high school. And so I dropped out of high school at the age of 15. Struggled pretty much my entire, you know, early part of my life. You yeah. know, I mean, I was in and out of jobs, everything from working in the restaurant business to uh, working construction to, uh, you know, working as a pest control technician. You know, I mean, I've kind of held all those jobs. Sure. I met my wife at the age of 19. Okay. Uh, I'll be 44 this year, so we've been together 25 years. Nice. Um, So Nice. Congrats, bro. We've got four daughters. and But during the time, probably about the age of 21, I I had a really good job. Uh, that I, you know, a really good W-2 job. Yeah. Uh, working at the bread company, sacking bread, loading a truck. My wife was a dental assistant for a local dentist there that my mom got her a job at. Okay. And so we were doing, well, we had one kid at home. My wife was pregnant. And then she gets put on bed rest uh, at, you know, during this time. And so she had to quit her job. And so now we were down to one income. Uh-huh. Two weeks later, I get laid off. Nice. Good timing. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Perfect. <laughs> Great yeah. timing. So, you know, she's she's uh, she's pregnant. We've got a house. We've got one kid at home, one kid on the way, and no income. Wow. And so it was at that point when I realized 
you know what? I've got to go out and I've got to I've got to find something, and That's I right. got I got to I got to change this. So I went out. This was back in the time when you used to have to get a paper and uh, look up the classifieds. I remember. So I remember. Uh, a lot of people these days are like, oh, the what? The that paper? The classifieds? Right. You know, they got the handhelds or the phones at, at you know at your hand. You Everything's just, on an app. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> So, you know, I found a job or found a job to go apply for and went there. It was selling vacuum cleaners door to door. Nice. Never done sales before. <laughs> Ever. It was the very first time. So I get the job. I come in. But it's amazing what you'll do when your back's against the wall and you've got to provide for your family. Amen to that. And so I worked late nights. It was back in the t- days when you used to go be able to pull in a neighborhood and knock on the door. Yeah. And, uh, you know, People wasn't scared to answer the door or answer the door and say, do you got a mask? Right. You yeah. know, like but today. People are uh, afraid to make eye contact with you in the grocery <laughs> store anymore. I mean, it's bonkers what it's no. become. It's bonkers. I know. So anyway, I did really well selling the vacuum cleaners. Um, and, you know, to kind of tell you, the $2,000 vacuum cleaners, that I was convincing people to finance. I bet it. The letter started with a K, didn't it? <laughs> no, it started. That was. It was not. A, it was not those. Okay. Uh, it was. It was another one that started with a T. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, we did those. We did those vacuum cleaners, and I did that, and did really well for for a while up until it got to a point I was selling so many the company wasn't able to pay me my money. Wow. And so I knew I needed to find something else. <laughs> yes. And uh, you were pretty good at sales. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the company ended up kind of flaking out too. Okay. Uh, so I don't know if there was some back end things going, you know, wrong with it or whatever. But either way, I made the shift, and that's when I got in the pest control business. Yeah. Um, and I did pest control work all the way up until I got my first break uh, as an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. and, uh, and that was age of twenty five. And so. On my first business at the age of 25. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've, I've owned several businesses over the years. You have. I've kind of started everything I've got just about except one I've started from scratch. Nice. Um, so, you know, I mean, it's it's been ups and downs the entire way. Um, you know, I mean, I've been on top of the mountain and I've fallen back down to the bottom of the mountain. Right. And I've crawled myself back up to the top of the mountain and I fell back down to the bottom. Uh, so it's not been at the age of 25, I got my big break and, and by age 27, I was a millionaire. You mean you didn't arrive at 25 oh, no. you hadn't arrived? No, oh, absolutely, absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's just kind of a quick overview of, you know, where we are and, you know, uh, how everything got started and yeah. Know, so love it. Pretty good. Awesome. Uh, so I wanted to kind of ask you a couple questions, man. And I think we went over them. The first question I would ask you is, uh, what did you learn the most in, in 2020, Brad? The most in 2020, you know, don't allow the circumstances to dictate your future. Mm, yes. Um, you know, everybody knows what went on in 2020. We do. Yeah. Uh, in 2020, the pandemic, the coronavirus, all this stuff started, you know, playing. And people were in a panic as to what they were going to do. Income-wise, jobs and businesses, you know, were, were cutting back. Um and I utilized that time to think outside the box. Nice. Um, and during the, the pandemic, I started two new companies. That's awesome. So uh, <laughs> I'd say 2020 and all is what well, was a great year for me. Yeah. And I'm not, I just don't allow it to, you know, don't allow the situation to dictate your future. Love it. Great so, advice. So it. So if you're using 2020 or the coronavirus is an excuse. There's living proof right here. It can be done, right? The only excuse is uh, we can't do it in our head or we didn't make it important. 
Um, what's taught you the biggest lesson in life, Brad? Taught me the biggest lesson in life? Um, you know, probably would be to, you know, always always keep God first. Mm, amen, uh, brother. There's amen. been times in, in my life that, uh, you know, the, what I mentioned earlier about being on top of the mountain. Yeah. Uh, that, that I thought I got there. Right. You know? Yep. Uh, and lose sight of God and, and family and things along those lines that, you know, ended up knocking me back down that mountain. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, putting it in reality as to the reason why I achieved what I achieved. Yes. You know, and, and I say I learned from my mistakes. But if you noticed, I said that a couple of times I've been up on the mountain and back down at the bottom. Not just once. You know, yeah. because it was stubbornness for me that was like, you know what? I'll just get myself back up there again. Yeah. And I get back up there again and get knocked right back off again. Yeah. You know, so. All the glory to God, huh, Absolutely. brother? Absolutely. Yes, indeed. I like to ask people, and, and this this question sounds, I don't know, for me personally, the first couple of times I heard it, it's what do I want to point out about myself? And it's not that. I would just ask you, everybody kind of has that superhuman strength, right? You mm-hmm. know, what would you say is yours? What is your greatest strength, Brad, that kind of separates you from other people? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's pretty simple. You won't outwork me. Right on. Um, yes. Come ab- on. Absolutely. You will not outwork me. I do not lose. Yes. Um, you know, there's, there's the people that, uh, that, that say they're hustlers yes. and, and say they're willing to do what it takes to be successful. And then there's a different class. Uh, and I'm going to tell you right now, I'm the guy that will die hitting that goal. Yes. So you will not outwork me. <laughs> Come on, man. I love it. Yes. Uh, and excuse me for, for those of you who don't know the um, Brad owns quite a few businesses, and we're not going to get into that. So I'm telling you from experience, if you're, if you're starting a business, you're new and starting a business, and, and you tuned out on us, or you're checking an email, zoom back in and pay attention to this, okay? Because the man's been extremely successful in this arena. These next two questions could be that the answers of the questions you've been looking for. Brad, with the, the multiple businesses you own, from the time you started your first business or your most recent, what is the one piece of advice that you wish somebody would have given you when starting a business? So I, I would I would say I love to you know see people succeed, mm. um, and the one piece of advice that I wish I would have had would be, you know, you can't please everyone, yes. and no one is going to treat your business like it's theirs. Right. And so it took me a few years to realize that. You know, I always wanted people to be involved. I wanted to be a family you know, uh, in the business. And I wanted people to care about the business. And I have some employees that are like that, but not everybody. Right. And I've spent so much time with people on that, that I just wish that, you know, somebody would have told me ahead of time, hey, you know what? You grow your business the right way and do things the right way and just bring along people, you know, to to work alongside of you. Rather than try try to make things, you know, a happy you know, everybody happy and everybody get along type type situation. So. Right. I know you have some some key people in, in question. This is kind of off or some key people in place in your business. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of off the cuff. But with the many employees you have, how do you find those? The difference between the person that's just going to, and I don't want to call them clock punchers, but you know the ones I'm talking about. It's a W-2. I go in, I punch my clock, I take my lunch break, I get my paycheck. 
how do you distinguish the difference between those people to your key people that you put in place to, to run the organization that they're never going to pour as much into the company as you are? I get that because mm-hmm. it's your company. But the ones who are really going to, it's more than just a paycheck to them. How, how do you distinguish the difference between the clock punchers and the key people? Well, those are pretty easy. Yeah? Uh, Tell me. Once, once they come into work, you know, you're always going to get the best person on the interview. Mm-hmm. And Amen. so anybody who tries to read the situation on the interview, you, you've got to look for somebody who's coming in well-dressed, somebody who's coming in, uh, you know, that, that's eager and, you know, has a high drive. Yes. But you're still not going to be able to tell whether or not if that person is the guy that's going to take the business as his own. Right. Um, and so usually within the first couple of weeks when they're in the office, uh, I'm very observant of mm-hmm. all of my employees. And so the ones that are taking the bathroom breaks or, you know, going to the bathroom at 450, you know, and coming back and sitting down at their desk and throwing away stuff at 455 and tying their shoes at 457 <laughs> and in the sprint position, ready to run to their car come five o'clock. Those are usually the ones that's not going to, uh, you know, take the business, you know, and take the bull by the horns. It's the ones that are still on the phone at five o'clock that are still on the phones at 515. Yeah. Uh, those are the ones that I truly, you know, am thankful for right. because they really help drive my business to the next level. And I take care of them for that. I uh, don't doubt it. So it sounds like if you're trying to figure out who to put the key person in place, A, you got to be there. You're, you're not going to be able to observe these things if you're an absent, absentee owner. And number two is just that. We said it, observe, right? Be there and be present. So uh, last question, then we'll let you get out of here, man. We're, okay. we're super, super grateful that you're here. Going back to the last question that we asked about lessons in business, starting a business. For somebody starting a business today, what is the best piece of advice you could possibly give them? A new person starting okay. a business today, best piece of advice. That's probably the easiest question you've asked me, Dave. Yeah, well, that's yeah. that's what we do. Yeah. You know, we ask easy <laughs> questions, apparently. So. <laughs> uh, it's to fail. Yes. Uh, it's to fail every single day. If you're not failing, you're not moving towards success. Yes. Uh, I tell my people all the time, go out, fail make the mistakes. We'll fix them. We'll learn from them. We'll move on. Yeah. But if you're not failing, you're not going to get there. Right on. Love it. And we, we did. We literally just had this conversation. You told that story. So I'm going to tell the, the story <laughs> about my adopted father. Same thing. Owned, uh, just retired on it, but owned a uh, salvage yard, uh, an auto parts company, a tow truck company. And every time I went there, something was broke, right? The forklifts jammed yeah. up or car parts are breaking. And I was like, John, aren't you getting upset by this? He says, heck no, David, because when they're breaking things, I know they're working. Absolutely. <laughs> if I come in and nothing's breaking or nothing's, yeah. no, everything's working fine, I'm wondering what these guys are doing. So that's great advice. Well, Brad, we, we thank you so much for coming in. Again, guys, thank you for tuning in. Uh, Bradley Crenshaw's information will be up there if y'all want to get out, get a hold of him. Y'all have a super blessed day and uh, we'll see you next week. Take care, guys. Mm-hmm.